Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Spin Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Kiara McKinney, and I want to apologize for being inconsistent these last few weeks. Um, my life is crazy right now because I, you know, own a PR agency. It is event season, so things are kind of crazy right now. Um, and in addition to that, um, I am an advisor for my sorority chapter at the University of Alabama. And there's a little thing called Bama Rush going on right now. And that is taking up a lot of my time and energy as well. Um, So I have been less plugged into pop culture and have had less and less time to record, much less, you know, produce the podcast and um, make all the social stuff and whatever. So I apologize for dropping the ball because I know some of you actually really like this show, um, which, you know, tickles my heart. I appreciate all the positive feedback I've gotten thus far. It's really fun to do this. And I love hearing y'all's thoughts and seeing, um, you know, what you agree with, disagree with, and kind of like what everybody's interests are, what their perspectives are. Um, This has just become a really fun little thing that's almost like a virtual book club in a way. (laughs) Um, So today we have a lot to talk about. Um, I actually recorded this episode a few days ago and the audio was just not the quality that I like to put out in the world. So I scrapped it and I'm re-recording. Perfect timing though, because yesterday, Friday night, news from the Kardashians came out that Keith, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson have ended their nine-month relationship, so we've got to talk about that. And then hours later, conveniently, um, news of Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson's second baby being born was dropped. So lots to talk about, but I do want to go back to my original topic that I wanted to go over, which is inappropriate age gaps in Hollywood. (laughs) This week, news broke that Dane Cook proposed to his 23-year-old girlfriend who he's been seeing for five years, meaning that they met, or not met, but started dating when they were ages 18 and 45. This is something that's like all too familiar to a lot of us. I think that there have been so many instances of this in the past, and it's so peculiar to me how as times are changing, um, that kind of weird aspect of Hollywood still has not. So when the news first broke, I mean, there were tons of jokes, memes, all kinds of stuff across social media. I think people were generally horrified um, (laughs) to see this. I don't think anybody was like, beautiful couple, like best wishes. I think everybody was like, "Um, hold on a second. Basically, it caused some people to kind of do some deep dives, which I love, like salute to our our troops out there who are, um, you know, digging up the dirt that needs to be dug up. So he proposed to her near their vacation home in Maine, where he spent like a lot of his childhood. They have a 26 year age gap. They openly kind of admit that they were friends when she was 17 and then they started dating when she turned 18 which i'm like how fucking stupid do you think we are basically dane cook is known for hosting these game night parties and he often shares photos of these parties on instagram and 
this internet sleuth that I follow named Tracy Morrissey, she went down a real deep dive of like all the pictures of these game nights and how old it looks like the attendees are. And come to find out there are a ton of teenage girls being invited to these game nights, some as young as 14, and most of the men are in their 40s. In fact, Kelsey Taylor, his fiance, is pictured in a group photo when she was 17 in 2016. Joey King was actually pictured in several of these game night photos um, when she was 16, also in 2016. An actress named Emily Allen Lind was pictured in these photos when she was only 14 from 2017, and she's pictured under Dane Cook's arm. This is not his first huge age gap relationship. His last girlfriend was also very young, but Kelsey has shared that her family loves him. She shared that she couldn't wait to FaceTime her family. Um, but so it does seem like they have like the full support of those around them, but I just, I find it to be frightening. Um, and I don't think that having your parents approval means that you're in the right relationship necessarily. I think that's something that a lot of people kind of conflate those two ideas. But if you've ever seen that Netflix show abducted in plain sight, those parents basically like sent their 12 year old to live with her abuser. So parents, I'm sorry, but they're not always like the smartest people. And how many parents do you know who you're like, you really should have gotten divorced 30 years ago. (laughs) So I don't really like think that that means anything at all. I think that just shows that she has probably a fucked up family life, which is why she's in this situation at all. Another couple with the exact same age gap as Dane Cook and Kelsey Taylor is Celine Dion and her late husband, Renee Angelil. They were married for 21 years and their friends described their relationship as a love story. But if you recall, Celine and Renee met when Celine was 12 years old and Renee at age 38 was her manager. As she tells it, when they first met, she sang for him and he cried. And then they magically had a very close working relationship until suddenly Celine turned 19 and then they fell in love, which is really convenient. And they kept that relationship under wraps for several years. I wonder why. And then she revealed their relationship in the sleeve notes of her, the color of my love album. They got married in 1994 and renewed their vows in 2000. And they share three children together, Renee Charles and twins, Nelson and Eddie. Drake has been known to like younger women. In fact, in 2018, Drake shut down a restaurant in Washington, D.C. to take an 18-year-old model named Bella Harris on a date. At the time, he was 31. And uh, of course, though she's 18, the pair met when she was 16 years old. There are lots of age gap couples in Hollywood that are much less alarming and just happen to be two people with age gaps that did not meet when the younger person was underage. (laughs) Some of those include Chris Pratt and Katherine Schwarzenegger. They're 10 years apart. So are Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. 
Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra are 11 years apart. Adam Levine and his supermodel wife, whose name I can't pronounce and I don't want to butcher it, they're 10 years apart. Jay-Z and Beyonce are 12 years apart. Viola Davis and Julius Tennant are 12 years apart. Matthew McConaughey and Camila Alves are 13 years apart. Ellen DeGeneres and Portia de Rossi are 15 years apart. Amal and George Clooney are 17 years apart. Those age gap couples met when the younger person was of legal age and most of them met when they were like at least like in their early 20s with the exception of Jay-Z and Beyonce. But, you know, she was 19. Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta-Jones are 25 years apart. Alec and Hilaria Baldwin are 26 years apart. Sarah Paulson and Holland Taylor are 31 years apart. And Jeff Goldblum and Emily Livingston are 31 years apart. Now that I'm 27, basically not old, not young, not a girl, not yet a woman, it really alarms me to see how much grooming takes place in Hollywood. Obviously not with those couples I just mentioned that, again, just kind of happen to have a large age gap. There's a lot of couples that have an inappropriate age gap because the younger person is either under the age of consent or right at it. That barely legal category still makes me raise my eyebrows because just because you made it public now that she's legal doesn't mean that illegal activity did not take place before that. Millie Bobby Brown is one person that has been exposed to a lot of that, in my opinion, very publicly since she started on Stranger Things. She was hanging out with Drake, who, you know, has a pattern of doing things like that. People thought it was really inappropriate and um, she's defended him some, but now seems to be kind of more quiet on the issue. And then this asshole TikTok guy, about a year ago, his name is Hunter Echo. He was 20 years old at the time and was alleging that he was hooking up with Millie Bobby Brown when she was 16. July 12th, 2021, he went on Instagram Live and addressed the rumors and confirmed them. And then he went on to talk about sexually explicit activity that they engaged in that I am not going to repeat. You can go find it if you'd like. One thing I will repeat that he said is one person said on the live, imagine being a grown adult and dating a kid, a groomer, to which he responded, yeah, no, I groomed her. Some other young stars um, who have had remarkably older significant others are Olivia Rodrigo and Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish has been papped with this actor dude named Matthew Tyler Vorse. And he's like kind of a nobody, but he's 29 and Billy is 19. And Olivia Rodrigo's last boyfriend, who I think she recently broke up with, was 24 while she was 18. He's a producer. Their sources claim that they met through industry friends, but rumors have circled that they've known each other since Olivia was only 13. One person who has had a lot of rumblings about them on the internet in recent years is Dan Schneider, one of the big creators from Nickelodeon back in the day. He was responsible for most of the biggest shows 
at the time, which were like Victorious, iCarly, Drake and Josh, all that. Jeanette McCurdy's book, I'm Glad My Mom Died, comes out on August 9th. And in it, she goes over a lot of the abuse that took place on set when Dan Schneider was there. There was actually a point where it got so bad that he like wasn't allowed to actually physically be on set anymore. He had to be like secluded. A lot of people have hinted at sexual abuse on his part, including just like touching them inappropriately in front of people. She talks about getting like um, unsolicited shoulder rubs from him. And he's also like the person who insisted on all that foot stuff (laughs) in Nickelodeon shows. If you are not a young millennial like myself, who was like the target for all of those shows, you may not know about the foot trope. So I'll just kind of give some insight. (laughs) Basically on all these shows, part of the humor was always like doing stuff with their feet, whether it was like putting their own foot in their mouths, putting their feet in stuff that was gross. Sometimes they'd like draw on their toes or whatever. A lot of the humor was just like centered around feet. So it's kind of fair to assume (laughs) that Dan Schneider has some kind of foot thing and no shame about that but there is shame about um putting your fetishes onto underage girls who are at work there are also rumors that dan schneider is the father of jamie lynn spears oldest daughter um there are some discrepancies between what the public has been told about jamie lynn spears's first pregnancy and Um, what other people around them experienced. Essentially, one major red flag is that Jamie Lynn got pregnant during a time that she was not with her boyfriend at the time. So that kind of raises alarm bells. And they've never really like, they've never really confirmed who the father is. They kind of just let people assume it was her boyfriend at the time. Us Weekly actually has a fairly recent list of Hollywood's sexual misconduct scandals. So just to kind of do a high-level overview, we've got Cuba Gooding Jr. He pleaded guilty to forcibly touching a woman during an encounter at a nightclub in New York. And he was arrested after groping somebody. Whatever. And then Chris Noth... um, He was accused of sexually assaulting two women in the 2000s and 2010s. Drake Bell, speaking of Nickelodeon, sentenced to two years probation after pleading guilty to attempted child endangerment and disseminating matter harmful to juveniles, basically because he was sexting younger people. And in this victim's impact statement, she called Bell a monster, said his crimes were disgusting, and accused him of grooming her. So there you go. Kyle Massey from across the pond to Disney. Um, the That's So Raven star is being sued by a 13-year-old girl who claims he sent her sexually explicit messages. We, of course, have James Franco, who just got cast to play Fidel Castro in a movie, which, first of all, he's not Latino. And second of all, I don't understand how this man is still getting work. He literally had an acting school that like served as a like dating pool for him. He like was hooking up with all his students. Like, I just don't understand. Um, 
But Hollywood just kind of excuses this behavior. I think they place a lot of blame on the parents. They're like, this is what happens when you don't watch your kids. Which, to an extent, sure. I think that parents do like know that this stuff goes on and still choose to put their children in certain situations for you know, financial gain or clout or whatever it is. I do think that a lot of parents exploit their children. And we see that so much on social media with these mommy bloggers. I don't think that that's an unfair criticism, but I think to put all of the responsibility on the parent is bananas. So while we're on the topic of relationships, it's time to talk about Kim and Pete. Okay. As a reminder, I have never believed for a second that this was a a real relationship. And I actually assumed that it would last around nine months, which I was correct. (laughs) Some reasons for this is because I think that Kim and Pete were both at a time in their lives and careers where they were ready to make a pivot. And I think they needed each other to successfully make that pivot. And that for Pete is leaving SNL and wanting to go to the West Coast to do more acting roles. So he needed Kim Kardashian's kind of like initiation into that realm, into that world. He needed her connections, her network, all of that stuff. And then for her, you know, she's divorcing Kanye after a pretty lengthy marriage, especially by Hollywood standards and for children. Kanye was kind of like moving on, whatever. And because of that, I think she couldn't like, quote unquote, lose the divorce. She couldn't not move on when he was. And she had to be with somebody who is well known and somebody who is hot on the market because Pete Davidson has dated so many superstar women who are just out of his league. That's like his brand. And I really think that he uses his big dick, just slinging it around New York and Hollywood to further his career. And if he were a woman, we would be shaming the shit out of him. But yeah, he's doing exactly what men like to accuse women of doing in their careers. But they think that because they do it. (laughs) I don't think many women actually like sleep their way to the top. I think that's way more of a male quality. In my Kim and Pete, they met back in October, November when, or no, they met at the Met Gala. They met at the Met Gala and she was like, oh, I'm so nervous, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, don't be nervous. And then um, allegedly <laughs> Kim got his number from a producer. And then they've been on a whirlwind romance. He's uh, allegedly gotten tattoos and brands of like the kids initials and uh, my girl is a lawyer tattoo. So stupid. I kind of don't believe that any of those things were real. I have a sneaking suspicion that they were like staged because I mean, Pete has a formula for his relationships where it's like, okay, they're papped together and people are like, oh my God, are they together? Then he makes like his Instagram appearance and then like talks about it on SNL or he talks about it on whatever it is that he's on. And then he gets tattoos to show how serious it is. And then they break up. That's literally like the formula for Pete. And the other formula for him, he likes white or white passing women who are older and more famous than him. So that being said, I have a list of predictions 
for who he might date. Number one, um, I think Selena Gomez might make a good match for him. She's very public, but in a kind of subtle way. She's not like always being papped and she's not like always at appearances. She's not at every party, but she is very active on her social media and she's like willing to give interviews and do those kinds of things that she has more control over. Um, But she's not really somebody who likes to be like caught in public. And I feel like that's kind of how Pete is too. He doesn't make like a ton of appearances, but somehow he's still like everywhere. Um, He does get papped a lot though. So that's kind of the only difference in like publicity preferences for them. But I think that Selena would be willing to do pap walks with him. I also think that they might genuinely be interested in in each other. Like (laughs) they seem to kind of be each other's types a little, even though obviously she is, Latina she's like she's white looking enough for him one other person that I've been thinking about is Doja Cat they're both kind of odd (laughs) and like I feel like they have similar personalities and like maybe even mental issues like they just seem like they're cut from the same cloth but Doja Cat's mixed um so I don't know if she's white enough for him but you know we'll see I think that's like one that's kind of on my watch list. Another one is Olivia Rodrigo. She's young for him. I think she's like 19 now and he's 28 turning 29. But again, in Hollywood, that wouldn't be unheard of. Sydney Sweeney is another one that I am leaning toward. Um, but I think she is in a committed relationship and I think she has been for a while, but Pete Davidson is kind of like, the perfect guy to kind of like come in and be the like the Harry Styles to the Jason Sudeikis, Olivia Wilde situation. And then some others to kind of consider that I don't have as strong feelings on, but I they are on my watch list. January Jones, who's older than him, Bella Hadid, and Alexa Demi. So I kind of like picked a broad age range because even though he normally dates his age and older, I had to consider the fact that this is Hollywood. (laughs) So there are some younger girls I threw in there too. But that's my entire watch list. We've got Selena Gomez, Olivia Rodrigo, Doja Cat, Sydney Sweeney, January Jones, Alexa Demi, Bella Hadid. Maybe Gigi, but I can like, I can see him more with a Bella. Now for Kimmy... She fancies herself a businesswoman. She thinks she is the superstar, the American icon. We saw that with her Met Gala look last year. There are rumors swirling online that she's already talking to Elon Musk. And I can't say that that is like a wild theory. It actually kind of makes sense to me. They're both uber rich and uber greedy. You know, they're both business people who believe in like really hard work at the expense of a personal life. They both are really demanding from their employees. They both have this like grandiose kind of complex about themselves. And they're also just like a little bit odd and they're about the same age. So I think that it would make a lot of sense. Some other people I thought about were Brad Pitt. I have... I don't know why. I think just because he needs some PR too, because all of this stuff coming out um, with his divorce with Angelina, he's being kind of 
painted in a bad light. And he's doing a lot of like public appearances, trying to look like happy and like, it's kind of giving Tom Cruise when he met Katie Holmes, where (laughs) it's like, it's such performative joy to where it's kind of cringy. I feel like he needs to get into a relationship soon. And it would not surprise me if his next move was Kimmy K. Now we've also got a couple of athletes because of course the Kardashians love athletes and Kim has been off of them for a little bit, but it wouldn't shock me if she went back in terms of current players. I picked Jimmy Butler. Um, He's hot. (laughs) He like models and stuff. And he's like 32. So not like super young. He's like in the headlines a lot more like sports headlines. Of course, he's enough of a public figure to like be talked about with her. And, you know, he looks good. Another one that I chose was A-Rod, and that's because A-Rod loves superstars. He tends to go for pop stars, as we know, but I mean, I feel like I feel like he would be into Kim. So A-Rod was famously engaged to J-Lo right before she rekindled her romance with Ben Affleck. We know that he was also in a long-term relationship with Madonna, so to me... Kim kind of fits that bill in terms of the right age, um, the right amount of like glitz and glamour. He likes that kind of girl. He likes a glam girl. So yeah, I think that that's definitely a possibility. Also, I don't have like a specific person in mind for this, but I feel like I could see Kim pulling an Adele and getting with like a sports agent, like somebody like Rich Paul, if not Rich Paul himself. Who knows? She could t- she can take your man, and she really wants us to know that. <laughs> Elon, Brad Pitt, Jimmy Butler, A-Rod, or some kind of sports agent guy. Rich Paul-esque. I think we definitely have to talk about the fact that Chloe's baby via surrogate was born allegedly <laughs> the same day that this news came out. At least the news broke the same day, and a little bit after. So a couple things to note here. People release news on Friday when they kind of want it to go unnoticed. That's the worst day to like drop news that you want people to see. That was intentional, releasing both of those stories back to back. But it's it's also intentional that Kim's breakup was mentioned first and that it was intended to soften the blow for Chloe because every time any kind of news story comes out about Chloe and Tristan, Chloe gets just dragged. Because, I mean, at this point, I'm not going to ever say that somebody, like, deserves getting, like, torn apart on social media. But I do agree with the statements being made that she just, like, she won't learn. And she is, like, just totally disrespecting herself. And it's so crazy to watch somebody who used to be so, like, strong just, like, allow themselves to be treated like this so publicly. This clip keeps circulating online of Chloe from like the early seasons talking to Courtney about Scott and being like, you don't get to come back after you've cheated on me. If you're going to cheat on me, fuck you. Like you're gone. And she's like lecturing Courtney about how she needs to break up with Scott because Scott cheated or whatever. And like, look at her now. So I want to hear what y'all think about all of these things, about the age gaps, about Dane Cook in particular, about Kim and Pete's individual next conquests 
and how you feel about Chloe and Tristan. I also am really interested to see if we learn Chloe's baby's name. Um, I wonder if they're going to keep it kind of under wraps like Kylie has. I wonder what that will like, what that domino effect will look like. Like now that Chloe's baby is born, are we going to learn more about Kylie's? This whole next strategy is going to be really fun to watch. So buckle up and let me know your thoughts. Thanks for tuning in again. Love you. Bye.